0: Hello and welcome to the Millennial Girl Boss podcast. My name's Chantelle and I'm a millennial girl boss and I turned my dream of running my own location independent business into a reality. I quit my job to make money online and I'm here to teach millennials how to do the same. On this podcast, I talk about everything to do with mindset, productivity and online business. So you're in the right place if you're looking for those things. So start by introducing yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Kristen Kaczynski and I very recently quit my nine to five job. And the reason why I quit was, there's a multitude of reasons, but mostly because I felt like I wasn't really aligned in a corporate type career. Um, I knew in my heart I wanted to do something that was more independent and more um, I guess just I wanted more control over what I was doing and I wanted to love what I was doing because I really didn't Um, so I ended up starting my own online business coaching business (laughs) which is kind of a mouthful Mm -hmm. Um, but essentially what I do now is I help new online coaches set up their coaching program um, and get their first paid client. So basically I'm a coach for coaches.
0: Ooh, <laughs> that's,
1: quite, that's quite different. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So
0: what is one thing you'd wish you had known before you began your career?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I guess my career overall, one thing I wish I had known was that I could have started like an online business much sooner. I just had to do like a lot of confidence building, I guess. And I I guess I just didn't really feel qualified for a very long time. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess I just would have known that as long as I kept trying and like kept learning new things about starting an online business, um, you know, that I could do it and be successful. Um, as far as like, something I would have wanted to know about like career overall. Um, Like in corporate I guess I guess I would have wanted to know that the skills I was gaining while I was in corporate would still be applicable to um, like owning a business or starting an online Mm -hmm. business and also like the connections you make can still serve you. Over the long term, so especially if anyone watching this or listening to this out there is thinking to themselves, like I want to start an online business, um, but I'm in a corporate job right now and I just feel like I'm stuck. You're still learning new skills that you can apply later on. So I think like nothing in your career is is ever a waste, which is like comforting to know. <laughs> um, yeah, and you're, you're never <laughs> like wasting your time. You're just learning new skill sets that can be applied across the board to any type of career.
0: Right, Um, so in a way being in corporate kind of helped you because you could have those transferable skills as well.
1: Yeah definitely and like one thing that I definitely learned while being in corporate was what kind of management style I responded well to as like a direct report or like me reporting into another manager so as a business owner that's something that I can remember for the future as I start to scale and hire you know new people on my team I can remember how I like to be treated by my managers and also like what I responded well to versus what I didn't respond well to and what I don't <laughs> like so much, you know? So I think like learning management styles in corporate w- is something that I'll definitely take with me over the long term.
0: Yeah, that's really important. And I think it's good that you say that you look at it from that perspective as well, because I think that a lot of people don't pay attention to how their employees or, you know, people who work for them feel like as well. So I think that's good that you look yeah. at it from that perspective. So um, what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it?
1: So I think my biggest failure and I'm, I'm using air quotes because I don't know if it's really a failure. Um, okay. But my biggest failure that I can think of in terms of my business was actually quitting my business. I did quit um, oh. at one point. <laughs> So I, I originally started trying to build an online presence and an online business way back in 2017. And mm-hmm. I did it consistently for about a year. And then I wasn't seeing the results I wanted to see. So I kind of just quit and I, I stopped like producing content and I stopped really trying to work on building something, building an audience, building up my podcast. I do have a podcast. Um, and I think that's one thing when I think back I wish I hadn't had done that because since I've recommitted and since I've really dedicated myself to building my business, I have made like so much progress in a matter of months versus like if I hadn't taken like a year break, so to speak, it just makes me wonder like where would I be now if I had been working that whole time. But that said, I don't know if it's really that big of a failure or I I don't know if I really regret it because... My situation now is completely different than it was about a year ago or a year and a half Mm -hmm. ago. And I think perhaps the fact that I quit and like tried to, I guess, fall in love with my corporate job again and try to like see that as my future. I did that for about a year. I think that really helped me realize that ultimately, I don't belong in corporate, and I am an entrepreneur, and I am someone who yeah. values freedom and independence. And so I do think like that failure of like quitting my business ultimately made me realize that I couldn't force myself to like something, meaning the corporate nine-to-five job. And therefore, at that point, I knew I just have to fully commit to building my business, because that's what's ultimately gonna make me happy in my career, so. Wow, (laughs) yeah. so you really
0: knew that. Well, I guess it helped you in a way because it made it more clear that you actually wanted to do that.
1: Yeah, it definitely gave me clarity and also like lit a fire under my ass. I don't know if I can curse. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Um, But it, it did, it lit a fire under my ass because it was like, I kept thinking to myself, okay i can't quit this again because i tried that and i was even more unhappy and the interesting thing is a lot of people when they have a desire to start an online business they're often in a corporate job and they're they think to themselves i don't have time or i don't know how i'm gonna possibly make this happen and for me i thought that for a long time but then once i actually committed and like fully like put skin in the game and like focused and really figured out what i wanted to offer that was when like i didn't care if i didn't have time to work on it i still worked on it so like i would wake up early and work on my business and i loved it and i would work on it on vacation and on the weekends and everything so it's kind of um i guess it kind of showed me by quitting and like trying to love my corporate job it showed me that even though it was going to take a whole hell of a lot more work to build my business, it was going to be much better for me overall and I was just going to feel like more aligned with my life when I would finally be able to quit and I actually was able to quit a lot sooner than I thought I would be able to. So it's it's been, it's been great so far.
0: Wow, sounds like you're having a lot of success. Um, what advice would you give to someone wanting to pursue the same career as yours?
1: yeah, so so I would recommend um, anyone who wants to start any type of online business definitely invest in a business coach. I wish I had done that from the get go. Um, mm-hmm. it's I think it's just it's such a shortcut. It's kind of like going to a therapist, which I've gone to therapy. And if you try to figure out your own like mental issues on your own, it could take you years or decades. But if you go to someone who is trained or who has experience, they will basically guide you through it in a way that is much faster than you could possibly do on your own. So that was my experience with going to therapy. That's been my experience with working with a business coach is having someone who's a few steps ahead just makes your life so much easier because then there's no guesswork. Then it's not like you're Googling everything late at night trying to figure out what the hell you have to do if like you're... I don't know, you know, like if if your invoice doesn't go through correctly for your one on one coaching program or something, um, you know, you have someone you can turn to or like if there's this weird thing that happens with a client, um, you know, you have someone where you can like kind of pick their brain and ask advice and and, um, you know, get some more sophisticated insight from someone who's been there. Um, and kind of along with the business coach thing, another thing I would recommend to someone who wants to start their own online business is to definitely, definitely, definitely join like online entrepreneurial communities. So like Facebook groups, um, you know, really try to dive in and be a part of a community where you can like have the same goals as other people who are in your same position, because. What a lot of people find, especially if I have like, I've had like prospective clients who have been like, I want to start an online business, but I'm afraid to because of what my family will think or what my friends will think, or no one really gets it. And I don't know how to communicate what I'm doing. That's a big struggle when you're first starting out. So even just Mm -hmm. having that like safe space where you can go as a new entrepreneur to you know, talk about your fears or to, you know, talk about your goals and to have people actually get it because, you know, most people's parents, my parents included, they are in a corporate job. That's kind of like the baby boomer generation. They just went to the the one company or the couple of companies, worked there for 30 or 10 years or 10 years here, 10 years there, 10 years there. You know, it was a very long term career in one or a handful of companies and there's not a whole lot of people from our parents generation who really decided to create their own business and if they did it was kind of like the typical like brick and mortar business like a restaurant Mm -hmm. or a shop or a dry cleaner or something like that and that comes with a lot of overhead the game has completely changed now You don't necessarily have to invest a hundred K to start your online business. You know, you could invest maybe five to 10 K depending on what it is you're trying to do. Um, and maybe less. I know some people have had great success just investing like $500. Um, it really depends on what you're trying to do online and also like who your mentors are and how much you already know, but the game has completely changed virtually anyone with an internet connection and a willingness to work hard and you know maybe uh, a few mentors or a community of other entrepreneurs can start their own online business and that's something that a lot of people in the older generation don't understand so like when i say in like a family gathering or a gathering with people who are 10, 15, 20, 30 years older than me, that I'm starting my own online coaching business, they say, oh, how are you gonna make money doing that? Or like, do people actually buy that? And it's like, yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a long story, but the point of that story basically was to say that if you're brand new, trying to start your own business, I think having a community of other entrepreneurs to lean on is critical, very critical. It will help you so much along the way.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Like having that support network is so important. Like you said, like the older generation like your parents might not understand and they might be like, what's that? And they, you know, they have no experience in that. So
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: really different for them. So what motivates you to work so hard?
1: Mm. That's a great question, Um, it has to be my why really, which is, it's it's very, it very much relates to me, but it also relates to other people. My why is, I wanna do work I love, and I also want to empower other people to do work they love. Hmm. Because, yeah, because when I was in corporate, and I touched on this briefly at the beginning of our call, but when I was in corporate, I was so, miserable and I felt so out of alignment that I was basically experiencing chronic pain and chronic stress. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I I had to do like six months of physical therapy. I did eight months of cognitive behavioral therapy. So I had like a lot of healing that I had to do. And that was all over the past year and a half or so that I really committed to trying to heal. Um, And it's, I'm still a work in progress in terms of my health, but basically what I would do because I was so stressed out and felt so I guess just unnatural in corporate um, I felt so unnatural in my job I would clench my jaw at night and it got to the point where I actually my face looks completely different now (laughs) than it did you know, six months to a year ago, these muscles in my face actually grew and like were like overdeveloped almost like, you know, if you, if oh my you gosh. are lifting weights and your bicep grows and grows, it's like my face grew and grew. And like I had overdeveloped muscles in my face because I was clenching my jaw so hard at night because I was so stressed and I felt so like stuck in this position that I didn't want to be in. And I also didn't know the way out. So That's my why is I want no one who feels like they're stuck in corporate. I want them to be able to make a change. I want them to be able to find something that they love. And I honestly think life is way too short for anyone to do a job that they don't feel some sort of passion for. And yeah. And I'm sure that's exactly why you started your business as well. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it just makes a world of difference when you wake up and you're like yes i get to work on my business mm-hmm. <laughs> versus waking up and like i literally would have to like give myself a pep talk to get to work every single day and it's funny because like i work for a great company and i was making good money and i had like great managers and great people around me like i didn't hate the company at all i didn't hate the people i worked with it was honestly just like i wanted to create my own path and I want to, to create my own journey and to really have that independence and that ability to be the boss, to be my own boss. Um, but yeah, I mean, what motivates me to work so hard is just knowing that I was able to create this for myself and now I can create it for other people or I can help other people create it for themselves so they don't have to do work that perhaps makes them clench their jaw at night and yeah. lose their mind you know life's That's... too short for that
0: yeah you don't want to be that stressed yeah. out so it's really really stressful when you're doing something that you don't like to do so i yeah. think it's really good that you're helping people to change that <laughs>
1: yeah for sure
0: and um, so who are your f- who are the free people who have most influenced you
1: So definitely my parents, (laughs) Um, my parents have been a big influence on me, they are both kind of entrepreneurial. My mom actually did start her own business um, and it was like a completely different industry than what I'm doing but she started her own business and it was so successful that she was able to, when she was ready to retire, she was able to sell it and now she's just working on like a contract basis so she's really had a lot of success in her business and she also just growing up with such a hard worker like i never i never saw i never saw her not working hard except on vacation pretty much um which is i mean a good and a bad thing but she definitely had like such great work ethic which she passed on to me um and then same thing with my dad my dad didn't necessarily start his own business but he's in a business where you like get your own clients right so he was very much a self-starter very much entrepreneurial and they they both had tons of success and they also came from like no money growing up like dirt poor so they were a big influence on me because i mean obviously they're my parents they're going to influence me <laughs> but also also because they showed me what was possible. You know, if they could come from no money and be as successful as they are, then I could do the same. Not that I, I mean, they were successful, therefore I didn't come from no money, but I could start from scratch with my business and be yeah. successful. It's kind of like the same mindset. Um, and then, A few other people that influenced me, ironically, are people that I knew at my corporate job. My managers, um, when I was working in corporate, I had some really incredible mentors and managers. And even though I didn't love the work, I still really felt like I had a great connection with a lot of my bosses. And they really showed me a good way to manage people, which I definitely want to use as I move forward with hiring people for my own business. And they also placed a lot of trust in me, which I really appreciated. And I think that also kind of helped me become more of like a strong entrepreneur because they placed trust in me to get the job done. And that kind of encouraged me to be really strong for myself to get the job done, if that makes sense.
0: Hmm. I think it's really good that you've been able to take away from what you did in corporate like the mentors that you had and the managers and they've also helped you and influenced you as well.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So what is one common myth about your profession or field that you want to debunk?
1: Yeah, so one common myth is that you have to have 1 million followers to make money on the internet. Um, I think this is something that a lot of people don't understand, but just because you have a bunch of followers doesn't necessarily mean you have the kind of relationship with your audience where they would actually want to buy something from you. So you can actually be quite successful with a smaller following as long as you really cultivate that audience relationship and you're listening to your audience and you're, you know, sending personal direct messages to your audience really trying to understand them and to offer them what they want Um, and then another misconception I would say is that you have to like start with an audience in order to start producing content most people when they start out it's just their friends and family following them and they, they think to themselves I can't do this because no one's going to care, right? No one's going to pay attention. It's just my friends and family. Well, Mm -hmm. that's where you start. That's where I started. And since then I've doubled my following, but you, you have to start somewhere. And instead of starting completely from scratch, which is what I see a lot of like brand new content creators do, they want to create a brand new Instagram profile or, you know, do it secretly. So like no one knows about (laughs) it. Instead of doing that, work with the audience you have, like work with your friends and family, because just from my own experience, it takes a long time, but eventually people that you know are going to reach out to you because they've they've been watching you and they've been noticing what you're doing and some might unfollow you because they get annoyed with you trying to build your business, which I think there's no shame in that. And I don't think anyone mm. should feel ashamed of that but some people worry like people are going to unfollow me because they'll get annoyed who cares who cares if they get annoyed and the other side of that coin is there are going to be people that you know personally who are going to reach out to you and say listen i love what you've been doing or you've really helped me with this or i really appreciate your opinion on that they're going to pay attention and they may not reach out to you immediately because people are shy and especially like if you don't have a super strong relationship with them. Maybe there's someone you know from high school or something and you haven't talked to them in a long time. But I've had multiple people reach out to me that I knew personally or I know personally and say that they really respect what I've been doing online. So it's like a, a lot of new content creators are worried Like if I put myself out there, people are going to respond negatively. First of all, the only negative response you're gonna see is they might unfollow you and then you know who cares but they're not going to reach out to you and be like you're so dumb like you think you can start like they're not going to like shit talk you (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're never you're never going to get that negative feedback from anyone you know you're only going to get the positive feedback so start with the audience you have and don't try to start over from scratch because it's it's always better to at least start with something and start to see results and start to see feedback and see if people actually like what you're doing even if it's just your friends and family So those are the two myths that I think a lot of brand new content creators have in their head, which aren't really true.
0: Yeah, I also think that, and also perfectionism a a bit. Like some people are afraid to put out content too. And like you said about the followers, paying too much attention to that, it's just like vanity metrics anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Perfectionism is a huge thing because if if you're trying so hard to make something perfect before you put it out there, you're never going to put a damn thing out there. So, yeah. I have pod for example. I have a podcast. Um, it's talk healthy to me, and it's a health and wellness podcast. And there are some episodes where I know for a fact my editor like misedited something, but I don't care. I have to get that stuff out there. You know, at this point, like if I misspeak a little bit on my podcast, I'm not gonna go back all the way to the drawing board update it maybe if I had more resources eventually I'll do that and I'll be a little more polished but I gotta tell you I still get great feedback on my podcast and I still have mistakes in it so it's okay to have mistakes in your content
0: yeah and I think you can like you said polish it later on and that's yeah. the way you can learn your your content style as well
1: <laughs> absolutely so,
0: I have a few fun questions for you um so what's your favorite place to visit
1: yeah so i grew up going skiing in park city utah and that is probably one of my favorite places to visit my parents actually have a house there now so we yeah so growing up we would go like in the summer and the winter so like summer you do like hiking and mountain biking and stuff like that and then in the winter skiing although now i snowboard <laughs> wow uh, but yeah that's that's one of my favorite places to visit and it's also like they have like great restaurants and bars and everything it's just a really nice town
0: sounds like a really nice nature retreat
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah um so would you rather a vacation in hawaii or iceland
1: i think hawaii um Although I've never been to Iceland, so maybe I should say Iceland because I've never been there. Um, but I would love to go to Hawaii and like hike a volcano and you know just enjoy the nature there like you said about the nature. Um, and then also I'm a little bit of a wimp when it comes to the cold. so I don't oh. know about Iceland for that reason. <laughs>
0: You'll prefer, you prefer like tropical environments.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I'm with you with that. I'd probably choose Hawaii. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And last question. <laughs> if money was no object, what fun thing would you do all day?
1: Uh, probably go to Italy, drink wine, and shut my face off. I would just like buy everything and drink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you been to Italy before?
1: Yeah, I have. Oh, um, is that your
0: favorite country?
1: <laughs> uh so far, I, I haven't visited nearly enough countries to be able to say for sure if it's my favorite, but my boyfriend's Italian and I, I did learn Italian ah. in college, so I have like a, an affinity for Italian culture and, um, and I love Italian wine, so, and Italian fashion too, just give me all the Italian. I yeah. <laughs> have got
0: some great stuff over there.
1: <laughs> for sure, yeah.
0: So, thank you, Kristen. Um, would you l- like to let everyone know where they can find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm KristinKosinski.com or Kristen Kasinski on Instagram and Facebook um, And maybe you can like spell that out for them on yeah. <laughs> The YouTube video because it's a little bit of a tricky name. Um, I'll leave everything yeah. in the description <laughs> Perfect perfect um, But yeah anyone who's watching I would love to hear from you on Instagram send me a direct message Um, I respond to all my own direct messages. I'm still a little low operation, like small operation, So it's not like a virtual assistant responding to you. It's actually me.
0: (laughs) So thank you. This interview has been so lovely and it's been nice speaking to you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I hope to see you soon and speak to you soon on Instagram as well.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Sveva.